Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. There are thousands of amazing self-help books out there, but what happens when you're struggling at the moment and need help now? Well, my new book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook, is your new go-to self-help book. I wrote it specifically for when you don't know how to overcome a challenge. Each chapter gives you a framework on how to tackle your situation. I help you focus on what already works for you. Your situation today may be different, but the emotions you're currently feeling, you felt them before, and you did something that helped you. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. This book is specifically written to help you overcome any obstacle you may face. Purchase your book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. Once again, purchase Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. My guest today is Debbie Daly, an interior designer, published author, educator, and speaker. Her passion for design has led her to educate in industry, shedding negativity and the naysayers to move forward to achieve the perfect career is something she's very passionate about. In today's episode, we talk about her new book, Interior Motives, Designing a Career with Passion, which is a book about approaching your life creatively by keeping your interests alive rather than pushing them aside or worse, actively giving up on them. Welcome to Lifeology. Thank you, James. It's a pleasure to be here. I am really looking forward to this. I get to meet so many amazing people and everyone's industry allows them to look at life or self-development in a different way. So when I, when I read about your, you know, when your publicist sent me your information, I was like, this is going to be a fantastic show. Did you always know that you wanted to be an interior designer? You know, um, I was very creative when I was very, very young and, uh, uh I didn't know interior design was a, a, industry that I could get into. So mm. I guess um, the answer is no, but I was always hands-on as a young child. Yeah. My grandparents really kind of inspired me, um, you know, through sewing. And I have a grandfather that was a true Fred Sanford, um, Sanford and Sons <laughs> picker. <laughs> so, you know, he used to give me <laughs> furniture to refinish. And I mean, I was, you know, I was like 10, you know, and I was playing with my mother's sewing machine and they bought me my yeah. first sewing machine. So I was really creative um, in mm -hmm. the beginning. And um, no, until I was in junior high school and, uh, you know, they have someone come in and start talking to you about the careers and things like mm -hmm. that. Um, it was in the time of, remember the movie like Nine to Five with um, yeah. Dolly Parton Dolly and Parton, Jane and, uh, Fonda, Jane Fonda yeah. and um, Lily Tomlin. Oh, was she in that? I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 And so that was like the whole movement of women getting into, mm. you know, the working world. And yeah. so that being said, you know, listening to um, this uh, professional person uh, speaking about careers, you know, I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's a secretary, maybe it's getting into business, maybe that kind of thing, you know? And um, no, so to answer your question, no, I didn't know it wasn't uh, proposed to me that interior design was a career uh, mm -hmm. until, you know, and I was raised in a very strict uh, Greek family. I am a first generation um, child from Greek. Uh, my dad was Greek immigrant, came over here when he was nine. So, you know, that tight 
knit mm-hmm. uh, family mm-hmm. sure. of strictness. You know, I wanted to go to college in Boston. And, um, you know, my father was not having that. We were not leaving the nest, you know. And so, anyway, I ended up going to um, a college for business for women taught by nuns. That was 30 minutes from my house. Yeah. And uh, all the criteria that's for your family. <laughs> it's, you know, so anyway, yeah, I, I pursued that. I succeeded there and got, you know, a business degree. Uh, there, but I still took a sewing class there as, you know, a, an elective. And so, you know, I got into the business world first, you know, my first job out of college was working for a stock brokerage firm, you oh, know, wow. and yeah, it, it, yeah. So, um, and, and that was in a small, well, a small subsidiary firm um, called Kidder Peabody in Lowell, Massachusetts. And I worked there for a year and I loved it. I was actually making some trades for my boss and, mm. you know, it was really oh, wow. cool. You know, you had the tick tick machine running around the whole mm-hmm. office and um, <laughs> that was great. So then I was like, oh, wow, I want to be a stockbroker. I think that's what I want to do. You know, and at that time, your manager of your office, um, that company would sponsor you um, to go and learn more. So I went to him and I said, you know, I've been doing this for a year and I love it. Um, I would think I want to, you know, get into the program. And he was like, you know, Debbie, um, this really isn't a field for women. And I was like, oh, "Oh, really? So that was like, I started looking for another job, got another job, you know, always in, seemed to be in a finance department. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, moving forward through HR, but I was always sewing. I always sewed. I learned how to sew window treatments for my first house at 24 years old, you know. Wow. I got got married very young and um, to get out of the, you know, the big fat Greek family household. And, um, (laughs) you know, which, you know, probably wasn't the best decision, um, but. Uh, it turned out to be, you know, great. And I had my first, my daughter and, you know, after. It's always amazing how all these things in life. Yeah. It's always (laughs) amazing how like life is like a jigsaw puzzle piece. And so when you look at one event, you're like, this is random, but when it all links together, you're able to create who we are today. And if we like who we are today, we're like, this is, you know, I may have made some choices that were for whatever, but I like who I am today. So I couldn't be who I am today unless I did some of those things. And obviously you have a daughter. So that's fantastic too. Yeah. And that is so true, you know, and she was my whole, um, purpose for moving forward, um, becoming Uh, a single mom when she was three, um, and having to somehow put her through college, you know, Mm -hmm. by myself, Mm -hmm. there was Mm -hmm. the ups and downs. There was a lot of ups and downs, you know, um, in that whole journey, but, um, I did it, but I worked three and four jobs, you know, in order to do that. And then the other jobs, I was in the corporate world, but, you know, I always took another job in the field of interior design. You know, I would work at night at a flooring store. So I learned that um, industry, which was great, which actually helped me to do some design consultations on the side for clients that were building new homes that came to the flooring store. Um, you know, I worked in a wallpaper establishment. So I learned that industry and paint mm-hmm. and furniture. But it was always I didn't leave my day job because I needed that mm-hmm. paycheck. And sure, I needed to pay you know, for my mortgage and I needed to find a way to put her through school. So yeah. all of these things um, really did play a part, the ups, the downs mm-hmm. um, throughout time. You know, when you look back and you're like, what would have happened if I went to a four-year interior design college? I don't know. You know, I, I couldn't afford to do that. I knew that I had a a steady paycheck coming in, but I always dabbled, you know, in the interior design mm-hmm. world, 
you know, until I finally, you know, I think it was the recession of 2008. That was like, ah, that was really scary. And, um, (laughs) you know, at that time, um, you know, all of this is in the book, but there's certain time periods where I did leave my day job, you know, and I took Mm -hmm. a chance to open Mm -hmm. a small boutique interior design studio, you know, for five years. And um, until I, you know, had to work, I wanted to work with my daughter's school you know, the school bus would drop her off at the, at the studio after school, you know, and I'm like, this is not working. I got to do something else until I went to my, back to my home and worked on my home and did interior design, you know? Um, and have so you that. Found, have you found with, uh, you know, you know, the other person that said that finance was more for, it was not a women's industry and right. I, would, I would hate to be generalized for any industry, but you know, we've talked a little bit, I know some people who are who are females who work in the industry as well, but I've, I've actually know quite a few that were single parents as well. Is it all industries are difficult because we have to learn to be on top of our game. Have, did you find that being a single parent and um, having your own studio, the, the hours and flexibility and the creativity allowed for you to really create um, a healthy environment for your child as well? You know, I really do because, um, you know, I look at her now but she's only seen me work, you know, and in the, in the downtime, yes, I had flexibility to go and do the PTA meetings, you know, and go to her school and do all that stuff and sports with her. But I look at her now and I'm like, you need to take a break. You know, you're Mm. working so hard. And I think that's all she knows. But then when we play, you know, school vacations, um, I could take the time off to do school vacations. We never flew anywhere. Mm you know, it was riding her bike, teaching her how to ride her bike, taking sure. her to the beach, you know, taking her to the park and, you know, throwing the baseball, the softball. It was those things. It was, and I think those things are really important. I could not afford to sure. put her on a plane and go to Disney world for a week. Like all our friends were, were doing, you know, um, <clears throat> at that time. So yes, it allowed me more flexibility, but it also allowed, um, quality time, as well with my daughter, but it also allowed her to see what it is like to work and to be able to pay the bills. I think today's children don't get a lot of that, Um, you know, uh, so that was really important for me. We'll be right back. Are you an emerging persona or a global organization that isn't getting recognition from the press? Have your marketing and advertisement efforts hit a plateau? Let us help you take your brand to the next level. Red Heifer Media is a full-service boutique public relations agency specializing in health and wellness, tech, real estate, and nonprofit organizations. We can turn your successful company into a reputable brand. Take your first step and visit www.redheifermedia.com. Once again, visit www.redheifermedia.com to take your brand to the next level. Welcome back. I am James Miller. I'm the host of Lifeology Radio. I'm speaking with Debbie Daly. We're talking about her book, Interior Motives, Designing a Career with Passion. This is a great take on how to live a creative life and how to keep your passions and interests in front of you. For more information about Debbie, visit DebbieDailyDesigns.com. Debbie, one of the things you talk about is happiness. When something defines happiness, how do you define happiness? Well, happiness for me is when you can create a job and a career that you love out of mm-hmm. a hobby. Mm-hmm. Everyone can do that. You can sure. do that. 
that's that's happiness to me. I have the flexibility to do my job, to be there present for my clients, but I also have the flexibility to take a day off if I need to take a day off. That's happiness for me. Um, but I am a workaholic. Um, and... <laughs> You know, I don't sleep a whole lot. You know, the the brain keeps going all the time, um, working on projects in my head. But happiness for me is being able to take something that you love and make a career out of it because you will always be happy. You need to have some kind mm-hmm. of self-gratification and self-satisfaction with what you do on a daily basis. And what I find is my students who come to me, you know, they're change of career women. They are single moms or divorced and And I always ask them, I sit them down first, and I'm like, well, why do you want to be an interior designer? And they will tell me that they've always had a passion for it. They can't Mm. go back to four-year college. So how can I create this life of passion for myself doing what I love to do? And so that was really the means for writing the book. I've had um, an aha moment when I was asked to speak at a conference for one of our industry organizations and it was like how'd you get from you know how did you start to get from where you started to where you are today and you know it was the whole journey explained the whole journey and people and some colleagues that I knew and they came up to me after they're like oh my gosh I can I can resonate with your story Mm -hmm. um one man came up to me from Morocco and he said I knew who you were I knew who you are but I never, I always felt that you were unapproachable. I said, unapproachable. He said, but you're not. You you are someone to share your story and to stay on your path. That was very um, gratifying for me. And that was really um, the kickstart to writing the book because I realized how many women came up to me as well and said, oh my God, I've been there. But it's inspiration to others, men and women, and it's a journey of how they can create a passion, a, a hobby, take their hobby passion and make it a career, whether it be interior design. I've had students that, because we do a section on photography before and afters, right, of your rooms and whatnot, she loved that. So she became a, an interior photographer, you know. So it's not just interior design. Um, I've had other students that work in showrooms at the design center now from taking the class, but they find pleasure. And I think yes. there's a calmness to that, to know that um, they can take what they love and do it. It's a, it's, a, it's a slow path. It's a journey. But don't leave your day job yet because you still need to make mm-hmm. a paycheck. But sure. there are options out there for you on a fast track to take your passion or your hobby and turn it into a career. And that's what Interior Motives does. Um, it yeah, gives I... you that roadmap, basically. Yes, and that's what I was going to ask you. So when, when the, my viewers and listeners purchase the book, is it more of a memoir? Is it an actual workbook? How, walk us through the format of how this book is. So the format is basically, I don't know if it's so much of a memoir. It's mm-hmm. actually an inspiration and motivational book for others oh, who okay. are thinking to get into the career of interior mm-hmm. design and mm-hmm. shedding those naysayers because believe me, it wasn't yeah. easy. You know, I have been divorced twice, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and through that, I found that our paths, you know, my partner's paths, that we weren't aligned in what sure. I wanted to do. Yeah, and maybe I that's my sure. Greek stubborn, you know, in, in, in <laughs> embedded me, that stubbornness. Um, but 
I always had focus on what would make me happy. You know, I was never, and, and that's what this book is about is to take the naysayers and kind of just, I don't want to say push them out of your life, but find a path where you're going to be happy and you're not listening to those people who tell you you can't do it or no one's going to pay you to go in their house sure. and tell them what to do and de- design your yeah. house. I mean, the, that's in there. So it's the yeah, negativity and, that it shares. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You know, I, I've had, we all have naysayers in our life, but sometimes people don't realize that there are naysayers that have a good intention of telling us versus naysayers who just don't like us and don't have our best intention. Uh, I know when I transitioned, I don't think you know this. So I had a really yeah. successful practice in the Washington DC area, a clinical practice. And so in 2015, I was like, gosh, I, I'm not feeling fulfilled. So kind of like you, I was like, what, where will I feel, be fulfilled? What does happiness look like for me? What is, what does quality of life look like? So for me, I was like, I want to live on the ocean. I want to live where basically wherever I want to live, as long as I have an internet connection. I'm like, I'm not really sure what that means. So <laughs> I came to Florida. I live on the ocean. <laughs> I got what I did. Yeah. And I was able to create something. So it's it's really important because you have the naysayers and I had many that said, James, no one's going to listen to you. I think I've done pretty well with my show. And then I've had, yeah. you know, family members who are like, James, why would you leave a successful practice? Once again, both are quote naysayers, but it really depends on the motivation. Family, loved and cared about me. These other people didn't like me. But it's, it's learning how to, how and when to tell people you want to make a change. Not everybody, as we know, is going to be for you. So it's being mindful of saying, who are the people in my life that I can trust? Who are the people who can give me um, some really realistic feedback? Not naysayers, but realistic feedback. So therefore, it helps you create your journey and nurture your journey. So therefore, you can take that next step. Exactly. Oh, like you, I always said I would live on the water. And I live on the water. <laughs> You know, I there had a bucket. I really did. Yeah. You know? um, it, it was a long path to get there, but I do. And uh, yeah. for me, where I live is happiness. You know, yes. I it's, it's how is it for you on this side? So you you teach, you now teach at community college. Mm-hmm. You, you do a lot. So when you were younger, you went to a different type of school. Um, mm-hmm. And then when you started interior design, you didn't have the money to go to school. So now right. you're actually on the other side teaching people. How does that feel for you? It sounds you really know, inspirational. It really feels gratifying because I did take interior design, design classes at night um, to get my s- certificate in interior design while I was <laughs> working, you know, three jobs and doing all that. And what's really gratifying about this is now I'm teaching at that college that I um, oh, wow. got my certificate really and cool. I'm teaching that program. So oh, wow. I see students that come to me and or they send me emails and they're like, can I do this? I'm like, can we absolutely do this? You know, it's um, it, it's gratifying to see the students that I do get. Um, and actually, I had one 18-year-old boy, a man, young man, um, in this last semester. And he took it because he thought he might want to do interior design. But at the end of the course, he wanted to do industrial design. He wanted to oh, design wow. furniture. And that was from going to, we do field trips to the Boston Design Center and they had Uh um, the fall market going on and he, there was a pop-up shop and he was really, I'm like, we have to go now, you know, we have to go. (laughs) He was just loving it. So Mm. I just can't say, I love seeing um, how the wheels start to turn Mm. when um, people start to take the class. And it is very gratifying to me now to be on the other side, because not only that, I have a private Facebook group with two other, two Mm -hmm. of my other colleagues designed for today collaborative. And what I found when I started, I was an installed designer at the Boston design center, how that came, I was like floored, you know, but, um, 
I saw the older designers like falling behind. They weren't keeping up with social media. They um, didn't even have websites. They've been doing this for so long. And I felt bad when year after year they didn't get called back. And I was like, yeah. wow, I don't want that to happen to me, you know. So I felt there, there was a need to start this group to keep designers up to date on what was happening sure. in the world, sure. in the design sure. industry as well. So it's just not only teaching, it's constant sharing of the knowledge. Yes. That's gratifying for me. What I'm, what I'm hearing more about you is, you know, you have this, you have such a big heart and, you know, the struggles that you had, you know, going through school and, and doing all the things that you've done to be able to give back to others, other people without, you know, being altruistic in that respect of not really expecting anything in return, but to give back. And I think that really shows in your countenance and that shows in your work as well. Okay. When you, when you design and you consult, what, what's your strategy of how you kind of take what the client is saying and then translate it into something that's physical or tangible? Well, it depends on the client, first of all, and what we're going to give them as the end result. Um, however, you know, there's an interview process that goes on and they tell me, you know, what their style is, or some don't even know what their style is. You know, what's their design aesthetic? They don't know. So, um, you know, there's an interview process, a phone call, a 15 minute discovery call, um, then an initial consult is set up and to go into their home, um, see how they're living presently or see mm -hmm. what room they like, see what colors they like, and then come up with a game plan. You know, there's mm -hmm. a strategy to this, um, you know, with the consultation, they get feedback. And then um, from there, it might be, I love bright colors. It might be, I'm a um, minimalist, you know, mm -hmm. um, I like coastal or, but for some people, they say these things, but you don't, really know they don't know until you do their first presentation for them you know so it's the three key words that they come up with you know i like color um i need more storage i mm -hmm. want a whole new look you know it's mm -hmm. the the three words that they say most mm -hmm. during that initial consultation is what i take away and then we go from oh, there cool. yeah that's how does it feel for you on the other side once you've created something for them and they have the big reveal oh it's it's amazing like i always know and i don't want to sound like conceited but no. i know when i'm going to do that presentation and their mood boards and showing them all the furnishings and the wall like wallpaper now is like really big right wall covering um they are, i watch their i watch their faces and i do the presentation for them and they're like how did you do that where do we get this? <laughs> That's great. Can you do this for me? I mean, we can do the whole install. You know, I have a huge yeah. project coming to the end um, at Moody Beach um, in Wells, Maine, right on the water. Yeah. Um, it's a 6,000 plus square foot home wow. and wow. the install keeps getting delayed and delayed. Now we're into January and I was just on the phone with her this morning and she says, you know, we're going to be away. And, you know, probably when the install happens, I'm like, Gaff. That's perfect because you're going to come back and it's going to be exactly. fully done for you. She's like, oh, I cannot wonderful. wait. That's so exciting. People love it. They just, sure. it's, it's not an HGTV moment because HGTV happens within what, 20 minutes when, yeah, you exactly. know, this has now been a year and a half project of, you know, mood boards and selecting and sure. sources and sourcing and all that kind of stuff. So it's fantastic. And I love it. And I know that's where I'm meant to be. And yeah. My students, when they go to a client's house, we do hands-on training. They do real client appointments. Oh, when nice. they get to see um, the transition, they just sit there and they love it. And they take their after pictures. And I'm like, remember, shut the lights off when you take the pictures, you know, and then we can edit them. <laughs> so, and they are just like, love it. I love that oh, meeting when good. we come back 
to the class. I'm like, how do you think that went? You know, we kind of do a debriefing and they just, blah, 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 blah. so it's, it's really, um, wonderful. self-gratifying it is. And I, I love it. And I love sharing. Um, uh-huh. I love helping people. My reviews on the book from past students are like, Oh my gosh, this is great. Oh, that's you great. Know, and, that's you know, wonderful. we love it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I love my career. I really do. Yeah, I can tell. It really yeah. translates as well when we're talking. Debra Daly, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on my show today. If my viewers and listeners want to find out more information about you and to purchase your book, Interior Motives, Designing a Career with Passion, where will they find all this information online? Well, they can purchase um, the book at on Amazon. Um, at Interior Motives, Designing a Career of Passion by Debbie Daly. They can also go to my website. It's DebbieDalyDesigns.com. No I in Debbie. Um, they can also find me on Instagram at Debbie Daly, on Facebook um, at Debbie Daly Designs. And if any designers are out there listening and you want to join our private Facebook group, it's Design for Today Collaborative. Wonderful. My viewers and listeners also know that if you can't find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and I'll have all of Debbie's contact information there for you. Debbie, thanks again for being a great guest on my show today. Thank you, James. It's been such a pleasure. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.